Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. This is episode 13. Ooh, lucky 13. Unlucky for some. Mm, lucky. It's my birthday. Oh, yeah, I so never thought about that. So it's, it's not un- your birthday today. Un- lucky for me. No, the I'm only on the 13th of January. If anyone else wants to everyone buy me presents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that's a, I'm just going to chuck that out there. Because you yeah. might be getting less once the baby oh. arrives. It's not all about you. I hate this baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't. I don't. I don't I'm um, big fan of the baby. The baby is not here yet because this podcast is about pregnancy. Yes. Um, I'm Hannah Norris, and I am a pregnant, a pregnant lady. <laughs> yes, and this is uh, Carl Donnelly. I'm not pregnant, but I am half uh, responsible for it. Correct. And I'm your husband. Yes. I'm a stand-up comedian. Yes. I am um, 38 years old. Yeah. And that is me. That is me. Yeah. Since the 13th of January, you are 38 yes, years old. Yes, I turned 38 we'll in just, the recent weeks. We'll put that reminder in again, just in case anyone wants to send yeah, presents you know, just, in the future. Yeah, because obviously to make up for the deficit caused by the child, yeah, uh, other people can. I, I, by the way, I'm messing around. I'm happy to, you know, sort of give up that part of my life. For our forthcoming child. Yeah. We've had some pretty good presents. We so. have. But do you know what? I think we've, uh, in our time um, up to now, we've been pretty good at getting each other gifts. Yeah. If anything, we've been too good. So I think it's about time we did wind it in a bit. What did I said to you the other day? Because we, st- we started, um, well, Carl's now on the looking at push chairs and prams. <laughs> oh. um, you know, with train, train of thought and obsession. And um, I said to him the other day, well, maybe if you're very good, you can get one for your birthday. Yeah. you. Offer, I mean, I don't think that's how it works. Basically. <laughs> and he doesn't want one for his birthday. I don't want one for my birthday. <laughs> but I have you, because you were looking at them very early on. Yeah. And I was, in part of me, was like, it's too early to look. But then the moment you start looking at them, as I've found this weekend, um, it's all you can look at. And yeah. there's, there's so many, there's so many lovely but absolutely ridiculously priced prams. I wonder why I've they learned. are so expensive. Well, this is what I don't understand because I, I, you know, I started looking at um, ratings and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and you can get some that are, you know, in the uh, pretty affordable range yeah. that get really good reviews. But then suddenly, you know, you go on. I, I found a Mum's Net like list of the year, the year's best strollers yeah. and all that stuff, and. Pretty much all of them were, you know, you're knocking on the sort of between like seven hundred pound range up yeah. to, up to more. Yeah. You know, the silver cross and all that sort. Yeah. I don't know if there's gotta be a slight pretentiousness to there's it. There's a status symbol yes. connected to it, isn't there? Yeah. Like there is that thing. Once you start looking out for them, you start to notice have you been able to read or notice any brands since you started being on the job, uh, yeah, a couple, yeah, because they're, they're kind of you know they're written on the side, they're they're branded, yes, and so definitely I was, um, but I, we just because when I told you on the phone that I saw a really nice one in the street and you said that you said, have you why did you read the the brand, and I explained that actually I tried, but then basically it was a woman pushing her newborn child, and I was, I became very self aware that oh I might look like a creep trying to sort of stare at her baby. Yeah. So I actually did back out of trying to stare too closely to find the brand. Yeah, but that was I, then I suggested you could say I'm expecting a baby with my wife. Yes, I think that that that's what I should have gone for rather than just staring and then basically running away. I um, that's all, but it's almost like a good pickup line as well. Oh, if you're yeah. a, if you if you are a creep, <laughs> I saw a thing today about a bookshop in Sydney that um has made an apology to their customers because. 
there's like one of those pickup artists has been telling men to go to this bookshop. Oh, it's a good place to no. start up conversations with women. And so the bookshops just suddenly found out that that's the spot that all these these Yuck. creeps are coming to go, oh, what are you reading? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and getting into a conversation. So if you are a creep or a pickup artist, it's a new field of, um, oh, of God, game out there. <laughs> Brands. Checking out the, that's, the, that's the pram brands. Probably, I'm sure there's some that do that already. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Yeah. It's that um, Trevor. Carl does another podcast called Babysitting Trevor. And um, I love Hugh Grant. I can't remember. If, yeah, we must have talked about this because yeah, we probably. almost called the podcast Nine Months Notice, which was after two Hugh Grant films <laughs> <laughs> squashed together. And we talked about, I was like, mm, Hugh Donnelly. Yeah, I'm still, I don't think Hugh... Hugh is too posh a name yeah. that I, I wouldn't be comfortable um, with calling, you know, because I feel weird saying the name Hugh. Yeah. So if you, obviously I think when picking names for your children, you can't pick something that you feel doesn't leave your mouth particularly like comfortably. Like Jess Foster Q's Rudyard. Rudyard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but Carl, yeah, this other podcast with an older comedian called Trevor Crook, where he admitted he used to go to single... Mums, he did, yeah. Like workshops and things like to pick a, up, like, like Hugh boy. Grant in About a Boy. Yes. You think that shit's made up, but no. It turns out when you know quite an eccentric Australian comedian <laughs> that it can happen. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. And when we were talking about the prams the other day, and the particularly lovely one you'd seen, and oh, started so nice. looking, looking at trying to find it online, um, I didn't say the brand Silver Cross out loud to you because I thought. That might have been yeah. the brand. Why did you not say it out loud to me? Because um, I know obsessed. it's an expensive one. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would get mad about them. Yeah, and and because they're they're beautiful. They are so and they're, nice. They're, I guess they're sort of like the Rolls Royce kind of thing. They like, ha- they, they have that sort of classic design. Yeah, because like the pram that we got, the, our thirteen pound vintage pram. Yes. Um, in the in the old days, you know, there's silver cross prams of that same style, yeah. and that's that's what all the royals had. I discovered when I was trying to look, research the brand of our pram that we've got. And it turns out that uh, even though I'm a staunch Republican mm-hmm. and anti-royalist, not really staunch means, you know, basically I just, yeah, it's not this, they're not for me. I'm not yeah. a fan. Uh, but um, it turns out that I really like their um, push chairs and brands. <laughs> yeah. So we have got something in common, that's what yeah. I've just found out. Yeah, but the... Um, the silver cross then you you suddenly went oh look at this one that's oh this is silver cross and i was like oh he's found it <laughs> he's found them oh no yeah but then um i uh have been back at full-time work this week everybody amazing um and there's a builder that uh we've been working with and i told him about our vintage pram which he thought was ridiculous and a few days later emailed me because his wife suddenly said oh we should get rid of the, the push chair out of the garage because um, their daughter's too old for it now and so he emailed me to say it's yours if you want it and I had to drop the news on Carl that we've been offered a free one and, <laughs> yeah. and you, but it's a lovely thing to be offered one. yeah yeah but I know what you I know why you were probably a bit hesitant because I've now got it in my head that I've got a Buy a really swanky one. Yeah, that looks like uh, yeah. I'd be look. Re- I look really cool pushing it around yeah. the streets of London. Yeah, but uh, I'm a grown up now, and yeah. I'm, I'm accepting that we are getting a really old hand me down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, it's really good. It is good a nice. One. It's like, a McLaren, which yes. is a good brand. And he said they they bought it when they went to Spain and British Airways lost their pushchair in yeah. transit. So they had to buy it when they got there. So it was only used for a couple of years. It hasn't had the full... Excellent. Like, it hasn't had a proper, proper workout. Is it foldable? Yeah, definitely. Fully foldable. Yeah, it'll be a good transport one. There we go. That not as do. Not as small as the... The Yo-Yo Zen, which is when I was out this morning in Queen's Park, like that is the status symbol around here. How much are they retailing for? They're about, well, they're about 350, 400 pounds, but then you have to get the baby bit on top of that, which is like 200. You've got to get a bundle. That's what I found from my weekend of research. (laughs) You've got to buy the bundle, guys. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, Carl. I know. I was <laughs> away, who you are I was right away gigging in Edinburgh. In years gone by, I would have been drinking and just, you know, sitting around watching Netflix. Yeah. Now I'm reading books and researching prams. 
I'm, I'm happy with my life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Jan, it's much nicer, much nicer level of uh, existence. Um, I mean, we'll need a good pram to, in Edinburgh. Definitely. So we're going to be there in August for the Edinburgh Fringe, as we are every year. Yes. And this time we'll be there with a baby who's about six weeks old. Yeah. Which I'm really excited about because, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to have more hype than the shows that run up there. Pushing a baby around, people are going to be like, oh my God, yeah. it's your baby. Everyone who's so far, um, you know, has said to me, oh, well, so obviously Hannah's due in June. So that means you're not doing the Fringe. And I've said... Um, well, actually, she's quite keen to. Not only is she keen for me to do it, she's keen to just to be up there as yeah. well. I suppose it must be a nice thing of not, you know, everyone we've spoken to has sort of talked about that period afterwards, you know, and I, like a lot of people say that that's when you should be, you know, you, you need to get out. Everyone has yeah. basically said, get, make sure you get out of the house. So what? Where better to get out of the house than going to somewhere where loads of friends are? And yeah. There's a lot to do during the day. But it's also lots of cobbled streets. There are, yes. High curbs. Yes. And hills. Yep. But so. won't, won't it be swaddled at that point? Oh, yeah. Point? Well, it's probably do lots of carrying it around, strapped on. Yeah. <laughs> Just have the strap on up there. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, so, we're, so we're at week 18. Obviously, we're like, we're almost experts on this whole pregnancy thing now. Like, we've really got the chat down. <laughs> we know what's going on. We know the brands. We um, it's just the two of us today as well. Which often we have a guest on this show, but um, instead you're just going to hear us talking to each other yeah. about about the things about pregnancy. Um, so at week eighteen, Carl Donnelly, what fruit or vegetable oh, is it? No, um, <laughs> what was last week? Um, can't remember. Oh, is it a pomegranate? It, that, that was last week. That was last week. What's one up from a pomegranate? Is it a grapefruit? No, oh. it's a it's a vegetable. A vegetable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it a potato? What kind of potato? A lovely one. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely sweet potato. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's about five and a half inches long. Yep. Just starting to get large. Yeah, definitely. And weighs about two hundred grams. Wow. Oh, that's the other day. The other morning, I'm, I am weighed my iPhone and realized it was heavier than my iPhone. Yes. It's heavier than an iPhone seven. Right now, which is yeah, that's with a case a good on. measurement, yeah, uh, <laughs> comparison, yeah. So if you put your iPhone well, in your hand, you'll that, get a, a sense of of the size of it. Yeah, and that would be such a hipster sort of if you're writing a baby book. So at this stage of the pregnancy, it's an iPhone four. You know, like it's go up yeah. through the iPhone models, get up to an iPad, yeah, then a MacBook Pro. Yeah, Mac. You want you want to go MacBook Air stage first. Yes, because those pros are heavy. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, we're not giving it free advertising to Apple products. Thank you to unless Apple for wanna, your sponsorship. Unless they want to give us give us free Apple stuff, and we'll make that new comparison for baby uh, sizes happen. I did say today, um, Carl's an ambassador for Veganuary. Yes, and it's we're in January right now, so the month of Veganuary, and he gets sent some amazing boxes of treats. Yes, um, from brands and yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, oh, you know. We're, we're, we're open to baby treats. <laughs> yeah. If anyone would like to send us a silver cross yeah. <laughs> um, bundle. Yeah, yeah bundle, not just the normal one. It has to be the bundle. I've said it before, you've got to get the bundle. It's yeah. my catchphrase. Yeah. And this is like thinking, I mean, that's, I feel like the baby's quite heavy, 200 grams. Like, I know there's still a long way for it to grow, yeah. but something now that is five and a half inches and 200 grams inside my body yeah. is, is a real addition Yes. To my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have definitely felt it kick now. Yeah, this is that the has new started happening. Big news. Yeah. So for the past, so um, I'd read that from 16 weeks onwards is when you can start to feel movement, and so I did a lot of kind of lying still over the past couple of weeks and just with my hands on my stomach or just being very quiet and trying to figure out if I could feel any kicking. And then there was this term fluttering that you might feel fluttering, which didn't particularly make sense to me. And then being at work and sitting down at a desk, I felt it. Yeah. It was from that kind of stillness that I was like, oh my God, that's it. That's what that feeling is. And it feels to me like that sensation, if you're asleep or you're you're in bed and you're uncomfortable and then you really squirm and jiggle to get into a new position, that's what it feels like. So it's like a, it's almost like a frustrated. And what you can feel the baby doing. That, yeah, that's, that sort that's of movement, the, that's right? The, 
that's the feeling of the kicking. Yeah. That it's not, you know, I thought it would be like a more of a knocking or a, right. a you know, like a punching or something like that. But it's like a wriggling. It's like a wriggle and a squirm. Yeah. And it happens and it, and it definitely feels outside of di- the digestive tract or anything else that's going on in my internal organs. Yeah. And that sense that, yeah, that sensation is separate from normal, regular sensations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see when you can, if you can feel definitely, it on the outside. Yeah. Well, see, we, there was definitely just, I reckon in the last week, mm. there's just been a little, I don't know if it's a spurt in size or, yeah, yeah. but you can definitely, you went from being just about visible yeah. to it just like almost popped out. Didn't yeah. It? There was like this little sudden spurt of it being visible. Yeah. And that it's, that it's got, it's got kind of the, t- my stomach has got that sort of tone of a pregnant yes. stomach now. Like it feels quite firm yeah. and, 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 and sort of heavy. Um, but there is still, you know, some people say they can't see at all. Some, someone said she noticed that my boobs were bigger. Yeah. Someone else said to me, oh, who's, been who knew- your, who's been looking at your boobs? Everybody. Someone else who knows that I'm pregnant said, oh, it looks, it suits you. It looks really good on you. Right. I was yeah. like, hmm. Um, but you, was it, did, did you say, was that the other day when you said that you can see like my hips? Definitely. Getting wider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And again, it's, this last week in particular, it's just suddenly, it's almost like something like clicked, like a little sort yeah. of Yeah, well, it's spurt. It's like, it's yeah. like my uh, acupuncturist said, it's just kind of, you, you go up and then you plateau for a bit and then you, yeah, yeah. you, you, you grow. So I was try- I was thinking this morning about the hips and the legs because it said with stretch marks and things like that that that's potentially you get that on your stomach and you yeah. can get it on your legs because that's where you put weight on. I don't know why particularly you put weight on your legs. Is it just because you have to carry more weight? So you- I don't know. So you're putting more on there. What the top than- of the legs? Rather than being a lollipop, with yes. like just a stick and then a big circle. Yeah. That maybe that's. That's why your thighs grow. It also said that stretch marks are generally genetic. Oh. Mm. But I've since Felicity Ward's tip in episode three, back ten weeks ago. Yeah. Um, where she said she'd been using bio oil. I've been doing it. Yeah. I've been moisturising every day and doing bio oil and. Cool. Um, and I'm not showing any stretch marks. Not that, not that I'm really that bothered about it. Like, you know, I I know. I know women who've had babies and then you, you have kind of that reminder on your skin and and that's fine. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not that fussed about it, but it's quite nice doing the oiling. Yes. Oiling of my body. <laughs> <laughs> um so the, yeah, the kicking thing's definitely the big thing. Um I've also had leg cramps in the middle of the night, which is just a fucked feeling. Well, you said it's because I, I, my, I did that classic blokey thing of going, well, you're probably not drinking enough water, and yeah. as if I've just diagnosed something. Yeah. And then you just said, actually, you read that it's quite a common thing. Yeah, that it starts to as you as you go along in the pregnancy, just with the blood moving in your body and kind of all that all that stuff that's happening, that cramps can become common. Yeah. Which I don't want. No, they are horrible. Yeah. I once got one in Tutinbeck Lido and almost drowned. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a very good swimmer. So yeah. I was just like doing a, a length or a width across the wide, uh, the deep parts. Yeah. And I got a full on leg cramp and it was, I'd never had a cramp before. So yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know what a cramp felt like. Yeah. yeah. I did not know it was going to be as extreme as it yeah. was. I just went into this blind panic and then started swallowing water and <gasps> splashing around oh, cool. and then managed to sort of fight my way to the side. Mm. And yeah, it really taught me a lesson. But it was another one of those things with that waking up to that pain going oh it's just it's also just another body thing going here's some pain for you yeah. keep getting used to it because yeah. there's more pain coming and it's going to be diff- like it's different but all these things that just keep getting fed to my body which includes again I still have weird sleeps this morning I woke up at 3:30 a.m. I think yeah. and was awake till 5 and then then went back to sleep but just before that yeah before being pregnant I'm like an 8 hour 9 hour yeah. straight through sleeper so yeah, definitely my body just it goes, okay, wake up now for a bit. Yeah. And then you'll be a bit more training. tired. You're yeah. in training. Yeah, that, that my, my body is doing that to me. And one weird thing, I can't remember if I said this to you, about a week ago. So I think I was a tiny bit constipated for a bit. 
which is again supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, but then maybe like a week or week and a half ago, I woke up in the night, which I sometimes do and have to do a wee, but I had to do a poo. In the night? Yeah. Oh God, that's weird. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> weird. Which what time was it? I don't know. It was like five. At five a.m. Yeah. Uh. my body couldn't wait until the morning. Yeah. Or later in the day. <laughs> but when, I, when it happened, it's happened twice. That I've yeah. had to get up and do a poo in the night. Oh, no. <laughs> You've become a night pooer. Yeah, which, which, which hit me. Like after a bit later, I was, I was like, I don't know if I've ever done a poo in the yeah, night yeah, before. Because yeah. we're not, we've, we're not sort of, um, what's the word? We're not pooey types. <laughs> oh, this is a bad idea. We don't really, you know. Carl, Carl, um, I've got like a fear of you hearing any noises come out of that yeah, part he's, of he's me. Got a, he's got a, a routine about farting and the fact that we don't fart around each yeah, other which I, is true yeah, which, it's absolutely true which is we don't and it's not it's not painful it's not imposed no it's no, just, no it's just uh I'd, we'd, I'd like to keep it um keep it in the separate. toilet yeah but um like to, to to set up the scene of how far we'll take it um like when we travel like we've been to like when we went to morocco yeah we stayed in what are they called the Riyadh. Riyadh, that little tree traditional places where you're in a little room and you've got a tiny toilet but it's all sort of very near each other yeah um, we used to have a rule which was if the other person was going to the toilet they would basically say i think you should put some headphones on yeah that was in case any noises were heard yeah. so it might sound extreme to some but yeah so it's you know it's i would know if yeah i, I would think it's the first time we've talked about your uh, poo. poo yeah <laughs> Uh, which is fine. Yeah. I'm embracing and was, this uh, openness. When Caroline left last week and she was heading out the door and she said, oh, I wanted to talk about farting. Yes. And um, because she knew about Carl's, Carl's routine and the um, our arrangement. Yeah. Well, I think Felicity said <laughs> Felicity about talked it about as well. farting as well. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm not holding anything in, but I'm not feeling yes. um, like plagued. Yeah. Not feeling plagued by flatulence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, time, just a night poo every now and the then. The only time I've ever known you, you know, in terms of toilet... Uh, what are you going to say? Like oh almost, not emergencies, but mm. um, when we went through a phase of running together. Oh, yeah. That was the only time that I would know that, like, I would know what your toilet habits were. Because <laughs> there was this weird period of time where we'd, get, we'd run around Roundwood Park in uh, Harlesden. Yeah. And just after like a loop or two of the park, you would suddenly I'd just go, panic. I just need to I just need to nip off to the it was like running got some things moving. Yeah. Was this thing that was another thing that I talked to my actual acupuncturist about. Her name's Anne Sophie Morell, by the way, and I will um put a link to her somewhere because she's amazing. Um but I talked to her about that, you know, in terms of exercise during pregnancy and it was particularly during the first trimester, because I'm not sure if we'd started we we're talking about running or you'd started running. Yeah. Um and she kind of talked about um, with the running and the in the fight or flight cyst part of your yes. uh, anatomy and your physiology, that kind of the reason why you know you might need to do a poo or things happen is that your body starts to shut down um, non necessary oh. bodily functions when you're running because it thinks that you're running from something yeah, or just it shed shed any excess weight. Yeah, so when you're pregnant early, it could it could shut down some of your reproductive uh, when, when there's energy supposed to be going to that yeah that by yeah by running you can you can take the energy away from what it's supposed right. to be doing which was the theory behind not running yes i mopped the house this morning and she told me in first trimester not to do any vacuuming and I, when i was mopping i was like shouldn't be doing any mopping either. <laughs> <laughs> you should have waited i, I was uh, i would have come home and done and it was a treat for you <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> And welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, as well as my leg cramps, I've got a few spots this week. I can't see them. Well, I... I could see them. There's probably about five or six on my face. And they, weren't, they didn't come into full-blown pimples. Yeah. But they were red marks that yes. came up on my face like spots. And I don't like... I remember there's one point when I was about 14 where I had like... For a couple of weeks, I had some little tiny spots on my forehead. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I never really had a me- yeah, mega yeah. acne phase or anything like that. So it could have been, besides that two weeks, the most spots I've had on my face. Really? Yeah, in my life. Have you, have you read anything on that? Is it I think a it gets, thing? It's, yeah, it's just your body like release. It, there's, I think that was to do with um, estrogen and progesterone, just having more hormones and you start like breaking out a little bit. Ooh. But they've gone away. They have, well, yeah, I can't see them. Yeah. I could see them. And there's that weird, I've got a weird little kind of birthmark discoloration-y bit on my face too. I'll have to, I think, I think it's on my right side. Something there. Oh, I can see a little Yeah, it's all, it looks almost like an age spot, which, you know, it could be. <laughs> like Mr. Burns. It's a liver spot, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like one of them. But again, this is the thing they say, and Felicity said as well, in that first time we talked to her, that these are things that can like, they come out and then they fade yes. once the baby's out of your body, once it stops pushing weird things out of your skin. <laughs> um, and I've been wearing my, my special necklace with the bell on it so the baby can hear the little yes. jingle jangle of the bell, but then I just lost the bell out of it. Oh. So I hope it's not feeling distressed to have to buy a new necklace. Yeah. Can mm. you not replace the bell? Possibly, but... I could probably just put, I don't know, a ball of chewing gum in there. That would be too soft. <laughs> a, a nut. A chickpea. A little, yeah, put a chickpea in there. <laughs> put a little chickpea inside. Um, oh, it's the year of the rat. Oh, yeah, we talked about this because we, we were talking about names. I was basically, I've been away for a few days. So yes. Yeah. Basically, this is you filling me in as much as <laughs> yeah. listeners. Um, but, idea, yeah, you, you then said, oh, how about like a rat-based name? Which is not. <laughs> yeah, so it's the year of the rat, which is exciting. When we, um, I like rats. And sometimes when we walk to the tube, um, little rats run across the path. I saw one. I got so near to one today, actually. I forgot yeah. to tell you. I was coming back along the path and one ran across. But then I could still, I could see it was, it hadn't, it'd gone under the fence, but it hadn't run away from the yeah. fence. It was just sort of hiding there. And I got right up near it. And then it sort of ran away. Yeah. It's a shame. I almost, I almost, I almost got, put almost, it in your pocket. Yeah, I almost put it in my pocket and brought it home for you. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, oh, hi, little rat. Do you want to come and live with me? Come in my pocket. Yeah. So I got quite excited when I found out it was the Chinese New Year of the Rat. Yes. So our baby will be born in the Year of the Rat. Yeah. This little rat. And then Carl suggested a Ro- rat. Roland. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just gave did, him a yeah. thumbs down. Yeah, you threw that one out. Yeah, because one of the reasons, how do you say that name? Roland. In Australia, we kind of say Roland. Roland. Do you say it with a W, though? No. Roland. 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 And Rolly. 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 Not Rolly. 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 Yeah, like a bread roll. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) If you've got to say that when people are saying your name, you know, like a bread roll. (laughs) But that's just the different pronunciation. But anyway, yeah, I don't think we should um, go down. I don't think we should have a rat-based name. No. I'm thinking more for the child's school life here. Yeah. I've got an autographed um, photo of Roland the rat. Have you? Mm-hmm. 
I got um, it from ITV <laughs> in the Excellent. 80s. <laughs> um, you, what was the baby? You looked through the baby name books uh, this week. No, I haven't looked at what did my parents suggest? I, I um, FaceTimed my parents this morning. My dad, what did he say? He said Horace. Because no. Horace Norris. Yep. Um, I can't remember the girl's name, he said. We had a hamster growing up uh, for a period of time. I think it was about seven. Mm-hmm. And it was called, um, I think it was called Horace. Mm. Uh, or it was called Doris. I can't remember what the name, what the yeah. name was. And we could, whatever it was, we called it, say, Horace. We thought it was a boy hamster. Mm-hmm. And then um, down the line, we found out it was actually a girl. So we changed it to Doris. Ah. Like, but it was one of the, I can't remember which way around that yeah. was. But yeah, it was um, an interchangeable sort of thing. Well then, so dad said Horace, which I think was partially a joke. Um, and I said Horace Donnelly and mum was like, Horace Norris, why aren't you, you could call it, you could give it your surname, you know, yeah. which we could. Yeah, it would mean I could finally cut ties with my own bloodline. Really? <laughs> yeah, finally. We, when we got married, that was how we introduced ourselves, wasn't it? What? what, what at the wedding? Carl Norris and Mrs. D. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, I could. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't mind. I don't know. I haven't, yeah. We could double barrel it up. Yeah. I think, I mean, Norris is going to be in there. Yeah. But I don't know. Could just. I mean, if it was a boy, we could call it Norris Donnelly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. First name. Oh, Noza. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but another thing my dad said was about um, initials because his initials he's Michael Edmund Norris, so he's men. Oh uh, yeah. And he's he used to say I remember I remember from being a kid that he had his name on more um, more doors at his work than anybody else there. <laughs> But he also knew someone whose initials were ass. Oh. A-S-S. So he said that that's something to think about as well in the future. Yes. What their initials are. Well, if it's if we're in double barrel it, that's a Norris Donnelly. Yeah. That gives us a good end to a word. Yeah, you've got like band, hand. Yeah. Bend. <laughs> all these great words. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, this kid's so lucky. Oh. <laughs> just just something for you all to think about out there. <laughs> Maybe you can come up with some great words oh. as well for your for the initials on your children's Fond. name. Fond. Oh, and I also... Um, I Friend, also, sorry. That's too many names. No, we give it love. Because I only ever got my first name and surname. Yeah. I didn't even have a middle name. F-I-R-I-E-N-D. I like need six of... names to be friend. Uh, but Why? Well, and he's saying if their initials are friend, yeah, it'd have to be like Freddie, Rufus, Ian, Edward, Norris, Donnelly. Yes, I mean, I'm only th- yeah, I mean, it's, it's already going to have Norris Donnelly. I'm thinking four extra names. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, six in options. total. That's a lot. Yeah, I know, but I like that. I love the idea of giving a kid options because <laughs> what if it doesn't like some of its names? It can yeah. just pick one of the ones it does like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Give it, a, you know, give it a multiple choice. Yeah, six is a lot though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also um, presented my parents with um, the names. Well, I, I started teasing my mum about being granny. Yes. And she doesn't She doesn't like that. I knew she Good wouldn't like that. Noted. I'll and call her that regularly when she <laughs> yeah. arrives. Yeah. It's the same. Um, we didn't, our grandparents weren't called Nan. She didn't, they didn't like that as a name for themselves. Yeah. Um, so for a while I've had in the back of my head, because mum's like, I'll be, I'll be Angie. And I said, no, you'll be Lala. Why? And she laughed at that because when she was little, when she was a toddler, she couldn't say her name. She couldn't say Angela. Yeah. So she just called herself Lala, uh, which nice. I think is a nice name that for a, a nice name for a grandparent. And for my dad, I proposed again with a name that I've been thinking of for a while, which is Eeyore. Right. Because he, um, yeah, the Winnie the Pooh character that's yeah. always come out in him. He, he'll have little no. <sighs> Eeyore yeah. moans and, he does. and yeah, groans. That is, that is correct. And, um, but there's also a sweet, I, I think I bought him a book once, which is, which is The Wisdom of Eeyore. Yeah. So there's like, yeah, it's a wise but slow. And yeah. And he, 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 he like mum pissed herself laughing, but dad took Liked it on. It. Yeah. So cool. Lala and Eeyore. Um, I want our child to call my parents uh, John and Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Just a very formal That's what I called names. all my grandparents. Just say by their names. Mm-hmm. I never... I was my yeah my I don't know I think I never really I can't remember ever having a name for any of them other than my dad's mum which was she was like I think she was Nan mm-hmm. but yeah there was no sort of I can't remember what the others were I was we too ha- young when they all passed on or your mum's your mum's mum though 
Yeah, but I never really spoke to her. Because your mum calls her Mammy, right? So yeah. Kind of, that was sort of... But she was always quite a sort of enigma. She, yeah, she had she had dementia or something as well, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, for the last sort of yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah. But before even then, like when we were young, she wasn't like... She wasn't, she wasn't a, a granny. No, not at mm. all. We were all scared of her. Mm. You know, so yeah, there was never that sort of need to, for the word. Yeah, I didn't really have proper kind of those grandparents who are very, you know, you make cakes with them and no. have cuddles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad's parents, I had to call my dad's dad granddad. That yes. was a rule. <laughs> like he was granddad. Right. Not another version of that, granddad. Yeah. Um, but when his wife, my grandma, was win yeah but I'd call, i guess I'd, I'd refer to her as my grandma yes um and then my mum's parents were mare and freddie which are not their real like they have rosemary and philip but mare and freddie are their kind of family names right weird names <laughs> my family we just all just use our actual names no your mum your mum doesn't oh well she's yeah but she's got two mm. but they're, they're official names yeah she just goes for her middle name rather yeah than well that's it no my, my granddad's is so freddie is Philip Frederick. Oh. And Mare, she's Rosemary, but there was like loads of Rosemary's and Mary's in her class. Yeah. So she became Mare. Um, so that's some grandparents. Yes. So, so um, no, I haven't looked at the baby name book this okay. week. Have you but, thought about what you'd like to be called? No. That's not a genuine, that's not, not even crossed my mind until this conversation. Yeah. Would I want to be dad, daddy? <laughs> Father, father feels quite cool. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of like that's what posh friends of mine refer to their dad as, and I've always thought it would be cool to be called father. But, um, posh girls who they women who's they've got daddies. Oh, there's definitely an age where you stop, like your daddy becomes your dad. Yeah, it becomes unacceptable, yes. I think, to have a daddy when you're whereas father is timeless yeah so maybe i'm gonna go for time i might go for father i think part of it as well is just the things that are easy to say that's why i think dad is actually one of the first words that babies say they they go da 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 yeah yeah yeah. so that's why you just that's why the men claimed it as their name oh yes (laughs) (laughs) father yeah i thought i'm gonna go for that do we get to impose it yeah 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 okay cool father (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and you can be mother mother oh i don't know I don't where know is mother. your mother but that that means they have to go father father yes that's exactly i want it i want our house to sound like uh, the sound of music <laughs> <laughs> all right it means you get to have a whistle and yes, order please. around as well um you've been reading some books right yeah, well yeah but i've gone a bit off paced i um <sighs> i've sort of um do you know what it was? It was reading that They Fuck You Up mm-hmm. by Oliver James. That was all about, you know, early, very, very early parenting, you know, when they're tiny, tiny little babies and how important it is to do it right. And, you know, it's not, it's basically says don't feel guilty about some of the effects you might have because it's not your fault. You know, it's just natural, but it, they, it will have an impact. But you also, did you buy How Not to Fuck Them Up? Yes, I've got okay. that. That's on, that's in the pile. Yeah. But um, so, but off the back of that, I wanted to read this one he's wrote called "Not in Your Genes." But that's much more about later development and behaviour. And from now, off the back of that, I'm also reading one called "The Shallows" uh, by Nicholas Carr, which is about how the internet's changing the way we think, read, and remember. Mm-hmm. It's about how people now are learning, just communicating so differently that it's literally changing how we think. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it talks about how. When uh, the written word began, you know, yeah. when, when alphabets started coming together, that was it. Went from like a full-on oral tradition to written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that totally changed how we think yeah. in terms of actually in our minds when we're computing an idea. You know, we know we we can think of it now in words yeah. that we might write down, but that was a totally new thing. So it totally shifted everything. And then you, we had like the printing press was suddenly when that you know when almost reading was mm-hmm. democratized. And this is all about how the technical modern age is doing the same, like in terms of how we we now have much shorter attention spans for reading. Deep reading's really sort of dying out. Yeah, you know, people want to take in their stuff with almost people want to read stuff now that's almost got links to other things. Yeah. So if you're reading a news article, you know, it's designed so you look at it and you can see little links of reference points and stuff yeah. like that, rather than just sit and just read one big old book. Yeah. 
and maybe do some further research afterwards. Yeah. So basically, it's, I'm interested now in the sort of world our child will be coming into and how they'll be thinking and learning. But, um, there was that TV show we watched, oh my God, weeks ago now, like so early in pregnancy, about um, kind of toddlers and things on yeah. BBC. And there was that little section about them, the, the kids who used iPhones and tablets and yes. who, who could... um who knew how to use devices compared to the children who weren't given access to them and didn't didn't play on phones. And because of all that kind of new um, research and new observation into the way that, that phones might be affecting yeah. children and, and, their, and their learning and their skills. And there was that thing that um, the kids who used phones and stuff could draw a straight line. Well, yeah, they had better hand-eye coordination. Yeah. That's sort of... Because I definitely, watching that show, I... I think i am from that thought process of thinking it's a negative in my head yeah I was me like, too i want to keep screens away from my kid yeah but then that totally made me go all right I'll, I'll accept there might be some benefits yeah so i suppose i've drifted back to the middle of being like well obviously that it's a world they're growing up in you can't yeah if anything you're gonna like hamper them yeah it's one of those things as well when there was kids you went to school with who weren't allowed tv or didn't have tv at home yeah, and them creepy kids yeah, the little weird ones <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we weren't allowed we could only watch we could choose what tv we wanted yeah, to watch yeah. couldn't we didn't have unending access to it some sean walsh comedian mm-hmm. uh, used to have a very funny bit about uh people who say i haven't got a television and he said when you're in your front room, where do you stare? Yeah. Because <laughs> you might as well just put your sofa up against a wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. yeah. Where do you stare if you don't have a TV? Exactly. Write in and let us know. Um, I've been reading um, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. I think that's how you say her name. I-N-A. Yeah, I'd say Ina. Which I, this morning was like, maybe her name's Georgina. Oh, yes. Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, which is all about a place in America called The Farm, which is a kind of hippie community. It's been around since the 70s, maybe before that. Um, So it's a community, but it's also a birthing center. And they have midwives there who've been working as midwives forever. And they have, um, they do all the births there themselves. Very rarely do they have to take anyone to hospital um very rarely do the women have tears or um any kind of negative effects and they really try to make birth a positive experience and reading it's made me excited about birth and there's certain things before we um started recording today we were saying podcast in a funny way just going podcast (laughs) and there's something in there about when you're in the breathing yeah when you're giving birth like on the out breath should be the Really? Yeah, there's something about the way that the muscles relax in your face relaxes uh, the muscles elsewhere. Interesting. And they're really into kissing while you're giving birth. <laughs> Get off me, you creep. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it makes you feel better, yeah. I think. I suppose it must be that, that what's the... Oxytocin. Oxytocin, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I imagine it must release or help release that. Yeah. And so we're going to be smooching away. Yucky. <laughs> I mean, it, it's yucky when it, it's forced, isn't it? Yeah. But but then there was forced. there was one per, one person who said that her relationship was um, in a bad place. Yeah. And that the midwife said, "You two should kiss. Like you you should kiss." And she's and she, in the, in her story in this book, she says, "I never really liked kissing him. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't great." They had a forced kiss and she said it was amazing. Really? Like she, there was something in her that just opened to him in that moment and it changed their relationship. They've been yeah, being married yeah. for 30 years now um, from I mean, having a big I mean, old forced snog. I presume that you don't mind kissing me. No, I like kissing you. Yeah. So what if it has the opposite effect? What if you have a big old pash while you're giving birth and then you're like, something shifts the other way? Don't, well... It's it's probably unlikely. Yeah, it probably is. I'm probably just overthinking it. Yeah, but it's it's a really it's a really good book for um, those stories. It's it's interesting because you know I am still deciding between where I want to give birth and yeah. how we want to do this. Um, home birth does still feel like it's like it's not totally out of the question to me, and there is the opportunity to go and um, 
I think you, I don't know if you go to a hospital, but at the start of the month, there's somewhere I can go and find out about it. Yeah. Um, but then, but the birth center was really nice. It at was Queen nice. Charlotte's. Yes. And, and in that way, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I like crystals and <laughs> did a little moon ceremony the other night, things like that. Um, but I'm also not um, freaked out. I don't like hospitals, actually. No, I, don't. I don't like going in there for being ill or whatever, but I'm going in for scans and stuff like that. Like I'm not bothered when they're shoving things up me and, you know, the kind of that nature of it. Yes. That doesn't freak me out in the way no. in the way it might for some people. Like that feels very invasive and of course. And it's a uncomfortable situation. That's our fridge just, fridge just joined. Yeah. Joined in. Um so yeah, it's interesting to think about that aspect of it as well, that even though for me kind of generally through life I don't particularly draw on the hospital or medical aspects or, you know, I'll always try to heal naturally for things rather than just taking antibiotics or yeah. whatever. But every time I do that as well, when it gets to the point when I'm sick and then I have some antibiotics and I go, Oh, they really work. That was that was good. I'm glad I Yeah. I'm glad I took some actual drugs there so yeah just thinking about that mindset about where where that might be the actual the actual birthing bit yeah which is the big bit i know yeah it's got, it's got loads of time yeah but we go to australia for like two months yeah and then we then we're back and it's going to happen not long after that um yeah so <laughs> i just looked at i've got some notes here and um <laughs> sometime during this during this recording, I've written sex oh. in capital letters and, <laughs> drawn, <laughs> and drawn a circle around oh. it. <laughs> Which, and I'm blushing now that I'm yeah. saying that. Out loud. <laughs> I don't know. What's it? That's memory of what's been sparked. Oh, yeah, you've just written it. And it's weird just writing. In my well. left hand as left well. Left handed writing. Like your That's left hand's like, done some subconscious. It's like my body. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my body's written sex in really big sex. letters but um, unfortunately we're almost out of time for this episode that yeah. we, can't <laughs> we can't talk about why I might have written sex down there um, but I have if anyone's so. a uh, psychologist <laughs> that deals with pregnant people get in touch and tell us what that might mean or Carl it means that we're going to have to start talking about our sex life on here Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, what episode is it? 13. Um, 13. It took 13 episodes for me to comfortably talk about poo. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm ready for is, sex. Is sex less comfortable than poo to talk about? I reckon just about, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, that's, that was a big step for me today. <laughs> to do the poo chat. To do the poo chat. Yeah. Very, very... Uh, I'm not. What's the word? I don't know because I can talk on stage. I can say anything. But yeah. In real life, I'm much more private. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. I think in, you've definitely turned me into more of a prude in some ways. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Father. <laughs> <laughs> I Tell think so. I think now we get like we get embarrassed when we watch like Love Island. Love Island, and they're all kissing and a, <laughs> ugh, walking around with their bums out. <laughs> I, think, I think it's age. Maybe I'm just. I don't know if it is, but... Or it might be some genetic thing of having a child becoming more, you know, sort of stern and prudish to raise them well. Yeah. Again, any psychologists out there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because I don't want to be like nudists. No. Yeah, them sorts of parents. Hey, guys, let's all be naked and sit in the garden. Yeah, we do sleep in the nude. Yeah, I know. That's 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 something we have to sort of discuss about how, what's going to happen when that child, you know, is... Conscious enough to know what's going on, yeah. That's gonna to have to come to an end. We're gonna to have to get some old people pajamas, yeah. I'm gonna get them smart ones that look like a sort of suit, father, <laughs> the ones of pockets, yeah. That's what I'm getting, yeah. <laughs> I can, I mean, I think we can all see our future, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that's um, sex. Yes. Um, we will be back next week when I'm. 19 weeks pregnant we have a an appointment at the premature clinic again this week just to check have a check on my cervix make sure that's still about three centimeters long as the cervix is supposed to be oh i i saw that um gwyneth paltrow has just been slammed 
you know how she's made these vagina scented candles? Yes. She's also done some um, film or series, which is quite focused around the vagina. And then she was speaking to some like sex educator who in an episode went, you know, the vagina is just like the canal and you sh- you're actually talking about the vulva and everything. Oh, she hasn't done any she research. She was schooled. I mean, not that we've done any no, we have. research. Yeah, the cervix we... is that three centimetre yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but we, we're uh, not talking about, we're not doing a series about the actual little bits and bits. I was about to say, we wouldn't do a documentary about it. <laughs> we just talk about it every week during your pregnancy. No, but I think that ours is about us trying to learn. Yeah. We're not doing it in a sense of trying to educate. No, we are not experts. No, it's the opposite. We are... Dum-dums. Yeah, we are dum-dums <laughs> who want to know this information. So we're reading it and we're sharing what we're, what we're learning along the way. Yeah, and so next week we will have a guest again. So we will get some more... Um, insight yeah and not just not just mess trying to figure it out by ourselves yeah. like this but um thank you for listening i hope you've enjoyed it yeah. sex <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we'll speak to you next week bye. thanks bye Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbury podcast. It's a funny one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.